Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by Meister High End. What? Yeah, this is a brand new sponsor that we have. So listen up, bitches. Meister High End is a company that is elevating cannabis culture. What they do is they make high-end accessories for marijuana enthusiasts out there. We talk about this all the time. It's all about upgrading. When you're young, you drink uh, natural ice. When you grow up, you drink scotch. You know what I mean? And when you're when you're young, you are uh, rolling, you know, all these uh all these weird sloppy blunts on magazines and all these all this sloppy weird kid shit. And then when you grow up, you need to act like a grown-up and use your drugs with class. So that's what they do. They provide you class for your marijuana and cannabis experience with uh, nice. some fancy-ass trays, all kinds of rigs, dab pens, um, grinders. Everything is really finely made. Looks like you would find it in like an executive's office, like on the, on the edge of his desk next to his Cuban cigars would be his chrome tips for his, uh, for his concentrate cartridges for the fog pen that they sell for only $20 at Meister High End. Use the code NHP and save yourself 10%. Nice. So if you go to getmeister.com, that's get, G-E-T-M-Y-S-T-E-R.com, you can see the shit they have. It's super fresh. And uh, they even have a Bible that you open it up and it's a stash tray for. Whoa, 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 man. Yeah. I know it's very controversial, all right? And that's just what this company wants to do. They want to be classy. They want to be controversial. And they also want to provide quality products for stoners worldwide. And that's what we like doing. So it's a natural, natural, uh, what am I thinking? Sex? Natural sex? I don't know. But We're having I'm gonna sex. Go, I'm going to go check it out right now. All right, look, this is what I'm trying to say. Naturalhabitatpodcast.com and getmeister.com are having sex. We're fucking. We're totally fucking right now. So it's real. Go check them out. You know what I mean. I want to be like, t- check out this this uh, website that we're fucking. They're pretty cool, right? Pretty cool looking. <laughs> so go. Who's go, coming with me? Man. Go check them out. Today, uh, today we got Lux Chatterbox on the show talking about Ooh. his new album, How to Sell Your Soul. So Uh-oh. let's get into that. But before we get into that, let's get into this, which is you know what it is, Joey. What is it? The Natural Habitat Podcast. The Natural Habitat Podcast. The Natural Habitat Podcast. everybody boys and girls ladies and gentlemen this is the natural habitat podcast my name is mikey booya my name is notice me and today is a special day we have a guest here on skype but before we talk to him uh we'd like to talk to you guys i hope that you guys had a great weekend i hope yep. you, you steered clear of whatever uh, religious propaganda someone was trying to feed you on sunday yep. and you just got high instead all of the above. Uh huh. How did you uh How did you enjoy your uh your weekend, Joey? Same way I enjoy every weekend. Okay, cool. That's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kind of really, really what it's all about—just making it through another weekend, getting past that church hump. You know, We're living. Yeah, living, and just trying not to get sucked in to a to a religious culture. I don't know why I started with a negative view on religion immediately. But I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shift away from that. Maybe it's because you're trying to sell your soul. Maybe it is. You know, uh, it's got me it's got me thinking about it now. Yeah. Um. So. I uh I've been I've been doing this experiment in my in my house lately. I caught a spider <laughs> off, off the wall, right? And I uh I read this uh this article a while ago, and I pulled it up just oh cool i get to fucking play a goddamn ad did you hear that no did you hear that ad never heard of it okay then i'm glad that i brought it up we're gonna edit that out (laughs) all right 
uh, on this website that I brought up that is Atlas, it says that, um, let's see, in 1948, they, uh, they did a study. Some, uh, some guy that was a zoologist, H.M. Peters, a German zoologist, was studying the web-building behaviors of spiders, right? Trying to figure out uh, why they did certain patterns and, uh, you know, like the, the whole formula of them building it and how they did it and which ones they did first. So his garden spiders would spin their webs between 2 and 5 o'clock in the morning. And he had to get up in the morning and actually watch them in the middle of the night if he wanted to see it and witness it happen. So he was tired of doing this. So he decided that he was going to give the spiders different stimulants and drugs to see if he can spark them into creating webs in the middle of the day, right? Just fun. So, yeah, this guy, is, he's a mad scientist. He's German, mind you. So what happens is uh, he gave them marijuana, LSD, caffeine, mescaline, barbiturates, uh, well, I'm saying, what the fuck? Like, how's that even like possible to break it down to like that small of a level for a fucking spider to even ingest the shit? Like, what, what is he? What is they he said was uh, something that. Yeah, they would um, they would dissolve the drug into sugar water, or they would inject it into flies and then feed the flies to the spiders. And what happened was uh, they have it all broken down for each one. They have a standard web, and then. When they gave the spiders marijuana, the web became uh, like real sporadic and gaps in a lot of spots and they kind of like gave up on it halfway through and just went away. Uh, when they gave them caffeine, their webs were like smaller but more like like odd and weird angles and intricate and like didn't make any sense, you know what I mean? Uh when they gave them a sedative, chloral hydrate, they just made barely a web at all. It was like fucking five strings, and that was it. And then when they gave them LSD, their webs were actually more geometric than they were when they were sober. So the lines were straighter, and everything was more, you know, in-depth and crazy. And so I've been doing my own experiments at my house with this spider that I caught. I folded up a piece of paper rolled it up, folded it, put it in the jar with them, got them in the jar. I've been blowing lots and lots of smoke in there, and I don't know if that's working because it says that it's not. But uh, I also took a fly, put it in there, and I'm thinking that the fly will breathe the weed into its little fly lungs, and then the spider will eat the fly. And I'm trying to do my own, my own experiment. It's not working. Because I'm not a scientist, I might try the sugar water thing. If I put like a little bit of hash in some sugar water. All okay. right, let's get let's get back to the crazy mad scientists for a second. What about him? How the fuck did he like figure out any of it? Like, like, what? Why was the drugs a replacement for <laughs> the time of when they did it? You know, like, what does he mean? Does he mean like? He would capture the spider and then force feed it drugs and then it would just automatically make a web. Yeah. And then, and then go to sleep. Or like, is he saying that like he would force feed it and then it would still like t do its thing at two o'clock in the morning or whatever? Like what, what's? No, I'm thinking cause it says, it says in here that, uh, he had his pharmacologist friend see if there might be some chemical stimulant that would coax the spiders into building their webs at a more reasonable time. So apparently they were drugging them and they would, yeah, they would build, they would keep building at a usual, no, they would keep building at their usual hour. So yeah, they would still build at two o'clock in the morning. Okay, that's why I was confused because I was like, okay, well, but how he, does feeding them drugs make them just like automatically shoot a web or whatever, you know? Like, yeah, they just get all fucking creative and start <laughs> building webs and shit. When you get them high, they're like, hey, man. And it's like, fuck it. Time doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lost uh, in the sauce. So depending on who you are that is listening to this, I'm either 
uh, experimenting or torturing a spider. Mm. You know, but uh, I think that it's it's underneath that line of animals that people care about. You know what I mean? People is it is it underneath the line? People squash like, people squash spiders all day every day. So, but I mean, like, is it underneath the line of like a beginning stages of a serial killer? Because like, you know, they always start on like animals and things like that. See, it could be, it could be, but does that count as an animal that's creepy to kill? Sure. But is if, it creepier? If, if you kill it in a creepy way, like smoking it out to death. See, but is it is is it creepy? Because I, 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 I do, I do think it would be creepy. But it's all about the intent of how you're looking at it. If you're looking at it in a maniacal way, like you ain't got no air, motherfucker, then it's like, yeah, you're kind of torturing the spider. But if I'm like, I, I am giving him weed to breathe, and I found out that like, due to his size, it'll take him like a few weeks to cycle through the air in the jar. So it's not like he's gonna die overnight. And. uh I fed him a, I fed him one fly. So if I am showing serial killer tendencies, I'm a nice serial killer and I'm going to be kind to my victims. I'm going to give them blankets. I'm going to give them cooked it, turkeys. It, it puts the lotion on its skin. Yeah, I'm not going to be the kind of guy that's just like here you are in a hole and I'm going to give you baskets of lotion. I'm going to like you're going to have exactly your, what you're doing right you're now. You're going to have your own room that You put it you put it in a hole. That's ground level. No, it's, it's ground a, you're level. You're throwing it down snacks to keep it alive. It's not in a hole. It's ground level. In You're a jar, smoke <laughs> lotion all over its skin. Yeah, that is that checks out. <laughs> oh shit! All right. Buffalo booyah. Maybe I am. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the one <laughs> where everyone finds out that I'm a serial killer. Buffalo booyah! I'm that's, I'm rooting for you. That's what I instead of calling this episode Locks Chatterbox that I like I was. I'm gonna call it the one where we find out that Mikey's a serial killer. <laughs> Whoops! It was bound to happen. Yeah. So let's steer away from that and steer into a smoke sesh. Before yeah. we uh before we get into this interview, Yaman, yeah, Yaman, yeah, Senka, you did, Yaman. Yeah, uh, I don't know what that's from. Me neither. Never heard of it. Me neither. Uh, you know what I have heard of is the NHP smoke sesh. Oh yeah, yeah. So if anybody out there wants to join us, do it, you suckers. Got that super torch. Don't eat after you swim. Is that how it is? I, I heard it gives you cramps. Don't share smoking utensils with people with herpes. That's good advice. You probably Solid. shouldn't. You probably shouldn't fuck them either. Well, I guess. Hot man. All right. Thanks. Global warming. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Super hot. It'll get you. He was, uh, he was, you, I like how you said global warming and I said he was on, <laughs> he was on Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast. By he, I mean global warming and by global warming, I mean Al Gore. Oh, I knew it. And fucking, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, Al Gore joined us on the podcast and then someone was like, <laughs> Did you uh, did you guys talk about global warming? And he was like, "Of course we did. That's all the man ever wants to talk about." And then it's and he, like, he made a billion dollar business out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, <coughs> yeah, global warming's real. Thanks to Al Gore. I like to think that uh, Al Gore was secretly poisoning the atmosphere to make it warmer to sell more movies and books. He changed his middle name to GW. And he has uh he has a big pile of styrofoam in his backyard in his uh on his private property that he sets on fire allegedly. And he's burning he uses, burning he holes. Uses 
Aerosol, hairspray. Yeah, and he also uh, he also what's what else is bad? He also dr- drives big clunky gas guzzling cars. Is that bad? He throws away his batteries when they're only halfway used. Yeah, and when he's driving down the street and he has a new soda and he opens it and there's an old soda in his cup holder, he just throws it out the window at oncoming cars. Fuck that soda. Yeah, and he also uh, he also uh, he also pees in the coffee at a.m. p.m. when nobody's looking, and then when you go in the morning trying to get coffee, you're drinking. Who is it? Who are we talking about? Al Gore. I don't know. Yeah, we're talking about you allegedly drink Al Gore's pee, and it all goes full circle and warms the globe. Okay. Full circle or flat circle, depending on who you are. Yeah, he throws away. Recycling in the greenways, Ben. Mm-hmm. It's true. Ale- I mean, allegedly. 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 We don't want to. We don't want to get sued, especially by Al Gore, because he's got money. We he's got. He's got suing money. Bring it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna counter sue Al Gore. And he's going to be like, I didn't even know that I was suing them, but I am now. And then hopefully we'll get a lawsuit. We're going to represent ourselves pro bono. I don't know if that's such a great idea. Oh. Are you sure you want to, are you sure that you would want to do that? Yeah, why not? I don't even trust myself talking right now. Well, I feel like I'm going to slip up and fucking tell someone I'm a serial killer again. You never know if you could do something until you try. All right, well. That uh, that seems like a good a good segue to get into this to get into this interview because I don't know if I could do this interview, but I'm gonna try. All right. I feel like I, I feel like I'm pretty high right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. We have Lots Chatterbox on the line. Are you there? Yes, sir. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. What's going on? Not a whole lot, just chilling. Um, intensely high today. I took some THC pills earlier, and we've been uh, we've been taking high. taking dabs and shit. So, you know, nice dude. You know, regular day. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and join us. Uh, you um you you released this new album called How to Sell Your Soul, and this came out um I'm gonna say like roughly a week ago or something like that. You've been uh getting a lot of um a lot of good write ups, a lot of good uh good feedback from this album that i've been seeing i really enjoyed it wanted to get you in and talk about it so um i personally am i'm a sucker for the album creation you know like a list of songs that go together in a formula it doesn't really happen a lot nowadays so um what 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 was it what was it that sparked you to create this album was it something in particular that started it or a a song on it that started it well um good question i mean um i it was kind of like a mix of both really i had a few songs and i kind of had like this vibe that i wanted to capture and um like these beats you know and they all kind of went together and had this really dark ominous feel to it you know and i was kind of stuck on this theme of really being frustrated and uh desperate for a change in what i've been doing and shit and so i kind of like whipped that up into a ball and just kind of you know chewed it up and that's what i came out with so you know how to sell your soul with this type of ominous type of feel with these you know with this particular theme and everything was just where i you know where i landed i guess so (laughs) so uh, who did you get to do this very fitting artwork for the album um, I actually got a artist that I met through somebody, a mutual friend who is this girl from Korea who just did it for me for a small fee. She just does art on hire like all the time to a lot of people. And, um, I loved her style and her little neon colors and stuff. And, um, I asked my friend to get me in contact with her and yeah. And so it was, you know, really impersonal, but um, then it, she did a really good job and, um, you know, made it look like me and everything like that. So I was super stoked on it. And, yeah. Yeah it's, yeah. it's very identifiable. Like you could totally uh, tell it's you and, yeah. and it fit the vibe for the project. And I think that it was like, I don't know, it's really refreshing. It's something bright 
You know what I mean? The colors yeah. were like very distinct and stood out and and it was like very appealing, something about it, you know, just the look of it and it catches you off guard. You're like, wait a minute, that really is him. You know yeah. what I mean? If if your fans who know you've seen you a lot know that, you know, that that was you. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, dude. So I was stoked. And my uh, my girl actually did the font writing and stuff. She just nice. did that, designed it and had like an idea for it. And we couldn't like really get any fonts that captured that. So we just did that ourselves. So it kind of worked out. Up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it worked out really good. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. So yeah. um, I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk about some of uh, some of the songs on this album and lines in particular. Um one of my favorite tracks on here is a uh, kind of a hidden track. It's called Dead Man, and it's after uh, after Killa Killa. And you say in this uh, in this song, you have a line that says, "I ain't never wanted to be biting my tongue." Now I have this problem where every time I eat, probably every other time I eat, I viciously bite my tongue open. <laughs> It's covered with scars, and I'm 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 usually bleeding a little bit constantly. Right now, I am from uh from those pills I took earlier. So, um, do you have any advice for clumsy eaters that uh, <laughs> that have a hard time? Uh, well, I guess I would have to say, um, if you're a clumsy eater, you're not gonna get the real food that you want to eat. You're just going to be stuck eating some shitty food if you're always biting on your tongue. So it's That's the food. It. I see. It's the food, I guess. Or it's maybe, I don't know. Soup. <laughs> Man. Soup. Just eat soup. Soup is the way to go. <laughs> and then a follow-up question in that same song, uh, you you make a reference to um, Imhotep, the, the, yeah. uh, the Egyptian pharaoh made popular by Brendan Fraser's The Mummy in 1999. Now, um, if you had to be best friends with Brendan Fraser's character in Monkey Bone or Brendan Fraser's character in, uh, what is it, Bedazzled, the one with Elizabeth Hurley? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Best friends with one of those. Which one would it be? Um, Obviously Monkey Bone. Yeah? Yeah. Well, right. yeah, I mean, I, I would think so, yeah. but in my mind, I think they're both the same character. I think they might even have the same name. Yeah, they seem well, like they, the same one. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but I would most prefer to be friends with Brendan Fraser and Encino Man out of all Brendan Frasers, though. That is my uh -huh. that is my oh, ultimate yeah. answer. So yeah, all right, all right. That is <laughs> a great answer. The caveman tops it. That's so. a great answer. Hell yeah. So um, now after the lighthearted questions, there's a track. One of my favorite tracks on here. It's called Chemicals, and you get uh you get actually pretty deep and talk about a lot of things that are you know plaguing today's youth today's nation a lot of people are hopped up on pills a lot of people are whether it be the food you eat you know whatever you're smoking whatever you're you know whatever it may be uh. and people are becoming more and more aware and uh you know you talk about uh you hint on some sort of uh some sort of substance abuse problem and you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to but is there a problem like that in your life that that you tackling like a personal thing or is that just kind of for the uh, writing? I mean, that is just probably my whole life. I've just always been a dance with that devil. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I've never been, um, I've never gotten like, you know, completely, completely trampled in that dance, but I've been very close to it. And it's always been something that I've like, you know, battled my whole life. And a lot of my friends have been, you know, I've seen it, you know, just tear up a lot of people, you know, family, friends, everything. And it's just, you know, basically the only thing in life that kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's like the biggest challenge for me, I guess. You know, everything else is kind of shadowed by that. And yeah. so it's it really uh, inspires me to write certain things. And that's where I get a lot of my, you know, writer, you know, creation yeah. i don't know i mean because i could definitely sense something something powerful in that song that was more <clears throat> than just you know some lyrics that were flashing and went together you know what i mean and you know i personally have been battling with my own problem with pills up and down you know in the past like five or six years or so so it was yeah. uh it, it was a, a really good song for me to hear 
for anybody else that's out there struggling, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I didn't want to keep it just since I didn't mean just pills either, yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah. there's so many different substances and shit that I have personally dealt with and the people that I'm trying to, you know, really talk to and like voice, you know, to, uh, connect with and all that shit, you know, so it's that, like you said earlier, it could be anything. There's so many different facets of it, you know, and it's just, it's fucking crazy, you know, so, um, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I like, definitely uh, I I respect you for for getting into it, and I think that's why I why I like this album so much is that you touch on real topics. You touch on things that should be talked about. And yeah, that's not something that everybody does. Not everybody puts any personal stuff into their stuff. I don't. Yeah, you know, well, what I mean? not not everybody does, and that's and it and that's a hard thing to do because to be self-critical is like, and put it public is like one of the hardest things to do. But yeah. you know. When, when well, you're fucking humble and true to yourself, you can do shit like that, you know? Me, on the other hand, I'm like, you know, I just don't like to mix my personal life with the music at all because, like, I feel like I don't want to be, like, you know, I don't, I, I just feel like I don't want to be known for certain things. Like, when well, people talk about, like, Eminem, you know, like, they always talk about his past and his struggle and all these things. And, and so many of us go through the same thing as him. So to yeah. like have the same type of story, yeah, it's well, already been told. You know what I mean? It's like makes me like try to steer away from. Yeah, it. dude. Well, I I totally feel you, bro. You have like a, <clears throat> you know, you've worked to build a different identity anywhere. I mean, you you stand for a different struggle and a different type of fucking a different, you know, like a different type of hustle anyway. You know what I mean? Like even though yeah. we both come from, you know, we grew spent so many years together, we still like capture a different, you know, a, a whole different type of mind state i guess you could say you know but you know i totally respect what you're saying you know I yeah feel i feel like it it takes a it takes something that not a lot of people have was my point you know what i mean it's yes. the fact that to be able to get personal and be okay with it is something that not everybody can do you know and that's like that's something that your fans are gonna be able to connect with you know that creates that that creates something relatable you know what i mean like not not everybody's relatable is what i'm saying and yeah. by you you like touching on subjects that are relatable to people creates a bond and i think that's just you know yeah because the, yeah. the listener the listener but, can tell you know what i mean like you can but that's valuable to me you know what i mean to me that's like why like i used to try to impress people with lyricism and and that was being a good rapper to me was just being impressive with lyrics and and what you rhymed off of at the end of your sentence if it was creative you know but yeah. to now um being a you know an impressive lyricist to me is is trying to connect with people and say things that other people can feel and think that just haven't been said or type of you know so i guess um that's just something I value, so I try to do that, you know? Yeah, I agree. That's that's dub, dude. That's super <clears throat> super dub for people like us that know you, but even more so for people that don't. Like like fans, you know what I mean? Like I said, it's like the ultimate relatability. So I think it's gonna go a long way. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. man. I appreciate it. So um on the title track of this song, you have a. Uh you have your sister singing on the hook and was this uh was this her first song that she sang on or has she done stuff before yeah um yes yeah, featuring bailey is how you pronounce it it's bailey yeah i, I wasn't some sure people might i wasn't mess sure. that up but yeah so her name is bailey it's my little sister and this is the second song that she actually wrote and sang with me and um uh, she's really good as far as writing with me and she thought of this concept for the song and really like took a huge role in writing this hook and everything you know um that's dope so yeah um we made another song but we haven't released it and you know it's something that we didn't do it's actually like a starfish uh more of a starfish the astronaut type of song you know so um but um yeah uh that's my little sister. <laughs> That's dope. That's, That's pretty dope. dope, dude. Yeah. I wanted to give Not her a shout out. Everybody does that either, right? Sorry. Yeah, true. I'm to cut you off. for you saying? No, it's good. No. Oh, 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 oh. So, uh, <laughs> so what are uh, what what was um, what was your favorite track to make out of all of these tracks? What's uh, what's your baby? Um, my baby was. 
I think it would have to be a tie between Confess and Gutter. Because when I wrote Confess, it was like I was, it was like I was kind of like just channeled. I didn't even think, you know, like I, I didn't even like structure any of those words or anything. It just fucking poured out of my head. You like just I just tuned into that creative frequency. I just, yeah, it was just so natural and so perfect. I didn't, you know, felt so right. And Gutter was the opposite. Like I worked so hard on that song and I spent complete like hours and hours i wrote like all these different verses and different ideas of trying to do different ideas with it and stuff but um you know i just wanted to have a lot of fun with it and i tried to picture like performing you know like what it would be like performing that live you know at a live set and so that just made it a little more fun i guess you know yeah that um <laughs> what the track what's your uh what's your favorite song on it who my favorite yeah uh, my favorite I already said was Dead Man. That's it's a short and sweet one. And then uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Chemicals and also Confess. It's like that song is stuck in my head. We were talking about it before, like an earworm. There's certain mm-hmm. songs that are like the certain tempo, the certain pitch, a certain frequency, and it gets stuck in your head and it's like repetitive, and and it's just like. I want 999 more Hail Marys right now. Just yeah. all fucking day in my head <laughs> yeah. constantly. So that's yeah, like, that's, a... that's good when you make something like that. And yeah, uh, I think my favorite one was serious because of like, it just has a future based vibe. And that's what my favorite genre is right now. Mm-hmm. Well, um, dope. Thank you guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you, man, for making a solid release. Do you, uh, do you want to, uh, you want to take some time and smoke a bowl? Do a little smoke sesh? Yeah, dude. Can you guys wait a quick fifteen seconds for me to go grab my weed, my bong, and shit? So yeah, no worries. I'm gonna I'm gonna set up a song. All right, sounds good. All, All right, right, cool. All right, I got one. Are you ready? You got your bong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm ready, bro. That was a fast fifteen seconds. Yeah, it was. It was. It was twelve seconds. That's what fast fifteen seconds is. Yeah, you goddamn right. <laughs> all right um everybody out there click your bits snap your pics and hashtag them nhp smoke sesh we can all smoke together people out here that have listened to your music and been bumping the new album and you know watch your videos and all this stuff but don't really know much about you we uh we geek out on shit here all the time that's kind of what we do we just geek out on you know video games and cartoons and old school nostalgia shit and movies from the 90s and all this weird shit so what's uh what what's something that's like that's weird that you're into what do you geek out about um, well, my, my friends know this about me, but I'm like a closet fucking Lord of the Rings nerd. Yeah. Uh, I used to have a fucking Mordor, I mean, a huge Middle Earth map on my wall and shit. And, um, I don't have it anymore, but I don't know. I just, I always been a huge Lord of the Rings nerd and fucking anything you ask me about it, I'm fucking very knowledgeable of it. So I don't know. Man, that's, that's my dope. shit. That's crazy. That's what's up. So yeah. like you, you read all the books and everything too. Yeah, um, yeah, I did all that shit. I read The Hobbit when I was a super youngster. Uh-huh. My cousin was forced to read it when he was a kid, and I like wanted to read it super bad. And fucking ever since I read that, I just I don't know, I loved it. So 
Um, that's dope. Why? Well, you guys, you guys want to geek out a little bit or what? What geek? That's how <laughs> we do it. Yeah. 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 You guys want to geek out? That's how we on, do. Man. We do. Uh, we're trying to. We're trying to find out your geeks, your uh, likes. Yeah. yeah, dude. I'm. I'm a huge lord. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings nerd, dude. That's my geek. That's my like. So. Well, you know what? Uh, we what actually else? we've been also doing uh, Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, Game of Thrones too, man. I love that shit. Me and my family geek out on that. It's like what, how we like, you know, stay in touch about shit, you know, fucking, yeah. like, did you see what happened, type of thing, and uh, uh-huh. yeah, bonding over it's the just, Game of Thrones. I think we all we all need our little outlets and our escapes and our little geeky avenues, you know, to yeah. kind of keep so, us sane, right? So, uh, if if you could, uh, if you had like a machine that you could bring back any toy from your childhood. What would it be? Oh, uh, dude. I mean, the only really toy that I had when I was a child was a freaking a Nintendo, bro. Like, just a NES. That was the shit, man. That was all. That's all I ever really played. Well, if I were so, you, I would just go buy one of those because I wouldn't waste. Yeah, I, know, I wouldn't waste the magic box diff- on a Nintendo. Yeah, but it's it's different. <laughs> it's different when you do it by yourself and you're and you're all fucking you know mm-hmm. in your twenties and you're by yourself. You don't have the same excitement. You got to get yeah. all your homies over and have a sleepover and and order pizza and shit like that. You know, I'm fucking geek out. It's a, it's a little different. So yeah, true. You know? Uh, just, just so that so if I could take a second to answer that question for myself, I would, I would, uh, use the box to get a first issue Carl Malone Beanie Baby and I would sell it. <laughs> Carl Malone Beanie Baby? Carl Malone Beanie oh, Baby. Oh my god. I, I, I I'm not even. I'm not even into it, but I'm pretty sure. It's, about Beanie Babies, bro. You yeah. are definitely geeking out on shit over here on this. So, I understand that. They're worth money, man. They're worth money. Yeah. Not I all of them. Mean. Not all of them, because that's the thing, right? Is that people bought a bunch of Beanie Babies and they weren't worth shit. But yeah. but every once in a while, there's one that's like some little what else, unicorn. What else is worth a bunch of money from back then, dude? Drop some more knowledge on me, really quick. Some more geeky knowledge. What Look, is some other? I, I I know that what I've I found recently is uh is a milk cap maker it's called and you could uh print out pictures and you can make your own pogs out of this machine it comes with like 72 fucking cardboard yeah. pogs you put it on there it has a little adhesive you twist it bam and then you make your own pogs with your own pictures you can put yeah. you can put pictures That's of your legit. face on there pictures of your butthole zoomed in real close whatever you want <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you fucking pog yeah, it up cool. with your homies so that was my shit cool. when i was a kid i was all about pogs and then i lost all pogs my were the shit. lost all my pogs yeah, and then shit, turned my pog tubes into bongs. Yeah. yeah, right on, dude. Well, fucking a. Um, you guys, you guys are the king of that random shit over here. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love to get nerded out. Yeah, we just geek hey, out. Hey, did you see the shit. new Ninja Turtles? Oh no, I didn't. Did you? Dude, that shit is fire, bro. <laughs> if if Ninja <laughs> Turtles, if Ninja Turtles were important to you in your childhood. You should go see this motherfucker because I saw, the, I saw the one with you last year. Remember when we went to the premiere together and we got the little fucking, we got the posters and we yeah. got the band thingies and all that shit. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I awkwardly pointed at Craig Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> we were all like starstruck. We were like, oh. I'm like, hey. Pointing yeah. at him with the poster yeah. while wearing the Ninja Turtle mask and shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's looking like a big ass retard. He keeps trying to he keeps trying to sell me on it, but I I haven't seen the new Ninja Turtles movies. Hey, you should go see it, bro. The, this one they brought back Bebop first. and Rocksteady. I know they you got, got tired of watching Jones. They got fucking they got Krang. They got everything. They got the Technodrome. They got the Turtle Van. They got <laughs> all of this shit from childhood is in this new movie. All right. Well, I might see it anyway, but just. Whatever, all right. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we real Ninja Turtles over here. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna see the new ones. I'm not sure. Oh, dude, I'm not against Ninja Turtles at all. I just yeah, I, I love like, the turtles, but I like to just remember them as how they were. <laughs> different things. <laughs> so funny. I like to. Re- I like to remember them as like as people in costumes. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. like it? i don't know about you guys but i never went and saw the new scooby-doo movies and shit like that either i was like fuck watching a scooby-doo movie those are cartoons and that's how they were supposed to be forever yeah you know? they made like, they made movie length they made movie length cartoons like uh yeah hundreds of them i don't know there's some things you can't touch man. it's that it's but. that invisible line that we draw in the sand we talk about it all the time some they don't care. They'll, don't they'll do anything for the dollar for mm-hmm. the almighty benjamin franklin it's true it's true so uh 
so what what are you listening to right now now that uh now that you're not you're not working on the album anymore everything's done everything's out what are you uh what's what's on your soundcloud playlist or in your ipod or however what's uh in your tape deck or on your uh-huh. on your burnt cdr on my burnt cdr <laughs> well i was listening to i was listening to a lot of the new flume tracks a lot recently the ones with the female vocalists i really like um he has a song with tub low and shit like that and like i don't know if you listen to flume but he's 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 pretty badass dude um i was listening to that a lot and lately i've been listening to the red hot chili peppers just came out with the album like some fucking you know old ass album after a long time and so i was listening to that shit that came out like the day after my album um Nice. But I got some leaked tracks. I don't know, dude. I really listen to random music like that. Like, I'll listen to Flume and Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I'll listen to some Vince Staples and, like, some, you know, I don't know, fucking, I love, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. I'd rather not tell you guys what I listen to. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. Yeah. I got I got some I got some guilty pledges as well. Yeah, exactly. So right. Totally. Yeah. Man, I, it's weird, dude. It's because as an artist, like you think that they would listen to music like what they make, but really, it's like not even the case, no. man. Like sometimes no. it's just that's just how they process what they, you know, chew up. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't really listen to a lot of music that you guys would maybe even be relevant or like even know about or even care about or anything. I don't know. So yeah, but that's weird. Just, all types. We search for Russian weird singers on YouTube. <laughs> But that's that's always exactly. that's always how it is, you know what I mean? Whenever wh- whenever anybody that I listen to in any band or any rapper yeah. or anything is interviewed, they're always like, "Yeah, I listen to Queen and I fucking like this shit and I like all this old <laughs> yeah, stuff." I was listening to a punk band called Jawbreaker last week. I was on a Jawbreaker binge. So if you guys really want to, you know, what the fuck I was listening to, look up Jawbreaker punk band from Oakland, and you'll be like, "What the fuck was Locks on, dude? This fool is not listening." <laughs> so that's that's no, that's, that's cool, dude. Talk. So there's uh, some old school punk band from like the 80s and 90s from Oakland that yeah. has a guy that had like throat cancer and like sounds like this when he sings. So like really gnarly. <laughs> but um yeah. Here, hold on. What's, I, it, what's it called again? I'm going to play some of it. <laughs> <laughs> Jawbreaker. Uh, Jawbreaker. Yeah. 24, 24 hour event therapy is their best album. It's not a movie soundtrack. The Jawbreaker movie soundtrck? The one with the <laughs> the one with the girls the that, that put the Jawbreaker in the girl's mouth and put her yeah. in the trunk and she dies they're, on accident. It's scary as fuck, bro, but you'll find them on the internet. You know what? They're that could happen. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got. But, I got something in here. Uh twenty four hour events there. I'm just gonna go to like a random part of this YouTube ad and then mute it and let it play through. Uh, today's episode right. is brought to you by Head and Shoulders, apparently. YouTube. On YouTube. Nice. You say YouTube. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, you know, so while we wait out this YouTube ad, yeah, we're going to see what this is, and then I'm going to... See, that's dope. There's nothing wrong with that. That's fresh. So, I'm fucking, I'm weird as shit, dude. I listen to whatever music. I was listening to fucking Sublime and shit too recently, and just on a weird kick, you know, and like just, you know, fucking old school stuff is awesome to me. Um, Here's something, uh, here's something that I found recently. It's called, um, it's a band called Baby Metal. (laughs) Baby Metal. Yeah. It's a, it's a band called Baby Metal. And it's a bunch of like super hot Chinese girls or Japanese. I don't want to. I don't want to generalize. And uh, they're like singing. They're singing metal. Just in general, so <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna edit all that out. Don't worry about it. So uh, there's a, there's there's these three Asian girls, and they're singing metal music. And this is what it sounds like. Like this. Well, I had to 
Okay, I realize I, I, I realize now that I set that up like I listen to these that I listen to this band. I do not. This is just something that I found <laughs> the other day. The lyrics, bro. Is, is there it's, lyrics in the description? There are no lyrics. That yeah. shit sounded fucking crazy, man. Yeah, it's a full metal band with just these cute Asian girls. I just had it right like, that time. It sounds like a theme song for an anime. Like, you know how they always got the most random songs yeah. for animes that you watch? You know, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I went on this uh, I went on this walkie app and I was like, show me some music that I've never heard before. And people gave me a bunch of shit. This was one of them. And it has 54 million <laughs> views. So, 54 views? 54 million views. Oh, I was like, views. okay. That's music nobody's ever heard before. <laughs> That's really unheard of. <laughs> yeah, Hell I wouldn't yeah. call that unheard of Exclusive. at all. Yeah, that's not unheard of. They lied to you. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go complain. I'm going to report those people on the app. Yeah, it's definitely. You know what? Thank, thank you for giving me the courage to do that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I t that's that was back to what we were talking about earlier. That's why you always bite your tongue when you eat, bro. That's you biting your tongue when you eat. You're not fucking standing up and you're not you're biting your tongue, bro. It's that's true. what's happening right there. It's true. You gotta not bite your tongue, bro. Fucking be the squeaky wheel. You know what I'm saying? Get your money back. Get your fucking change the system, bro. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Hell change yeah. your system. I yeah. feel I feel mad empowered. Yeah, exactly. So run for office. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's actually be president shit. Hell yeah. yeah. Did you see that? Mikey the mayor. Did you see that thing that uh Bernie Sanders is uh put Hell up yeah. on his website like a step-by-step -step guide of how to run for office in your local area yeah. so that you yeah. can make a difference and be the change? That's pretty cool, dude. Yeah. I respect that. I mean, cuz honestly, I was taught zero facts about anything and my whole education provided by the american government or whatever you know my public education system yeah i had you know they didn't teach us anything about that shit i didn't know what the fuck a you know a count city council was or what a state senate how that shit worked or how to propose a bill or how to do anything like that to try to change anything you know yeah so they somebody needs to teach us that shit right <laughs> yeah that's weird yeah. they don't teach you that shit on purpose yeah, exactly. They don't teach you how to pay your taxes correctly. They don't teach you how to start a business. They don't teach you how to do anything like that. Like, you know, you, the most important things that you really need that are practical when you're when you're out, you know, yeah. trying to make something. Yeah. So yeah. how funny is that? Yep, that's but. crazy. So you're just out here empowering people all day. Tell yeah. Me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So thank you for uh, for providing this album. Thank you for. Um, Writing up that uh, that page on Bernie Sanders' blog about uh, running for Congress—that was you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe that wasn't you. Um, and and thanks for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, dude, no worries at all. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the album and stuff. And thank you to all the people that check it out and stuff. I really appreciate any support from everybody. So it yeah. means a lot. We got the links in the description, so go check it out. Yeah, thank you. Yep. All right, guys. We'll talk soon. All right, man. Have a good day. All right, later. Peace. Well, there it is. There it is. Another one. Fucking a. Uh, so That's everybody out there, don't uh, don't hesitate. Get down there in the description. Click the link and check out the album. It's dope. Yeah. Go get it now while you can. You yeah. Know? Don't get it tomorrow. It's, yeah. It's it's uh, not one to be slept on. It's definitely going to be um, part of your summer theme. And you know it's it's super relatable, so I think everybody should just go take the time and and go give it a listen. You know you ain't got shit else to do. Put it in your schedule of what to listen to while you're at work or or throughout your day or during your drive or or whatever. You know just schedule that shit in because it's definitely worth a listen. Homie put a lot of hard work and effort into it, and it's and it's definitely a solid project. Yep. And if you are interested in selling your soul today or at some time in the future. It's a must listen because it teaches you a lot of good things. Uh, a clean soul is worth more than a tainted soul. And, you know, uh, these are things that you need to keep in mind if you want to go down this road. So go check it out. How to Sell Your Soul by Locks Chatterbox. Available now everywhere. But mostly on SoundCloud. Yeah, well, no, it's in, it's in every online retailer. Every store you can buy music, every fucking... So it's on iTunes on, and Spotify yeah, and all that shit? Yeah, too? it's on Spotify. It's on everywhere. Everywhere where you listen to music at, you could find it. There you and, go. Um, 
Go get it. There's there's no excuse. So go make that shit happen. Yeah. And even if you had an excuse, we probably wouldn't listen to it. One, because excuses are uh, usually made up. Half the time it's like, but my aunt got sick. And it's like, you don't even have an aunt. And then for two, you don't have a microphone, so we can't hear you. Yeah. You're going to have to call the number, which is on the, the bottom of our website, right next to our donate button. 1-800-GET-FUCKED. That is not our phone number. Don't oh. call that, because oh. I'm pretty sure that's a porn number. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Seems like that would be porn, right? Here, hold on. I'm gonna Maybe. I'm gonna call one eight hundred. Get fucked right now. And see what <laughs> Wait, is that even like? I don't even know if that's. I think that's too many letters. It's gotta be like F U K D. Yeah, F U K T, right? Or yeah, or D. Like that. Yeah, that's that's cool. Let's see how. Which one will we do? It get fucked. F U K T or D. T. Fucking T. All right. Let's see. Let's see what happens. All right. Come on. It's not going to connect to anything. First Choice Educational, this is Andrea. How may I direct your call? Yeah. Uh, who is this? First Trace International? E- educational Tours. Educational Tours? Yes. Uh, for Sorry. where? Wrong number. Batavia. What's that? Batavia, New York. Oh, okay. Thank you. What the fuck? Latavia? <laughs> Hey, I bet they don't know that their phone number is get fucked. Holy <laughs> shit, Jay. <laughs> Should I have told her that I was trying to trying to reach a porn line? Oh, sorry. I, I thought know. I was calling 1-800-GET-FUCKED. I wanted to hey, call it. You a... never know. <laughs> oh, man. I, that, I, I could have. maybe it was supposed to be 900. I'm glad I didn't say that and sexually harass that girl live on the podcast. That <laughs> yeah, would have been horrible. That would have been messed up. That'd yeah. Messed up, uh, well, there you go. Call 1-800-GET-FUCKED and talk to that nice lady at the Tavia Tours and get educated. I guess. Get a motherfucking scholarship. Get yourself a scholarship. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Peace, bitches. Natural Habitat Recordings.